confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Welcome to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you missed any of my talk radio breakfast show, don't worry. We've put some of the punchiest bits of this morning's show into a bite-sized podcast, the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. Enjoy. Talk Radio Breakfast with Julia Hartley Brewer at breakfast on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. This is Talk Radio Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley Brewer. We're delighted to welcome my next guest to the show, Work and Pension Secretary Therese Coffey. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. Good morning. Well, I suppose the first question I have to ask is what everyone yeah. is wondering right now. After Keir Starmer called for a two or three week circuit breaker lockdown yesterday, is Boris Johnson going to do it? Well, what Labour are proposing with national lockdown will close businesses in areas with extremely low transmission rates. It's only last night that Parliament voted for the approach of having national framework of the three tiers and local uh, tougher measures where they are needed, where we're seeing escalating infection rates. I think that's the right way forward. Um, would you support a, uh, a so-called circuit breaker? Would you support that if it was put forward as government policy? Well, I think that uh, we have this policy now where we're taking significant interventions in certain parts of the area. But meanwhile, in other parts of the country where there's quite low infection rates, you know, people are adhering to the national measures, uh, keeping with the hands-face-space approach. And it's important that uh, they continue to enjoy the freedoms while we take active interventions to save lives and livelihoods. Um, the trouble is we have seen the government sort of veering from policy to policy and, and, and not giving any policy enough time to work. So we had the rule of six and we had the 10pm curfew brought in uh, only a short time later. And then now again, you know, much shorter time, we end up with these different tier approaches with even tougher restrictions at tier two and tier three. Um, even if there were a, a the so-called circuit breaker, um, we are in a situation where that would come in in force if it was over half term. 
term before any of these new measures would have time to work ever. Are we in any way at all in this country following scientific advice anymore? Absolutely. Scientific advice continues to be an important part of what uh, advice is given to the prime minister by the CMO, the CSA. Of course, there are other illnesses that people are enduring and suffering. Uh, So it's a balancing act in that regard. And what we've done with this approach is to have social restriction uh, in order to make sure that people can continue to go to school, go to work, go to hospital. uh, And indeed, um, uh, particularly in tier one areas, uh, people can go to care homes and see their elderly and loved ones. Now, I think what's important to say uh, is that the British public were asking us to have a simpler approach. That's why we have all the national measures of what's in tier one. uh, And therefore, also then we wanted to make sure we had a more straightforward way of applying interventions in our tier two. And sadly, Liverpool City region, the rates are escalating so quickly that we've gone into the tier three. That's only a baseline of interventions, Julia, and more could be done if the mayor wanted to discuss that with the government. Okay, but we know that, um, and actually, although cases are going up and infections, so infection rates are going up, hospitalizations are going up, and death rates are going up, although at very, very, very different rates from each other, they are in most parts of the country, including some of those uh, in the the, uh, the highest tier. They are going up at a slower rate. We are not seeing anything like the exponential rate that we were told. Twenty first of September, Sir Patrick Valance and that graph of doom. He said that cases were doubling every seven days. And if we if we carried on on that basis by this day, well, well, by the 13th of October, the day we've now got uh, figures for, we could see 49,000 infections. And a month after that, we would see a day uh, we would see 200 deaths a day. Well, yesterday, the figures were 17,234. We are nowhere near this worst case scenario prediction. Why is the government behaving like we are? Well, I think it just shows that the measures that we're bringing in in different parts of the country, if people stick to them, that we're starting to see a control of the virus again. But so that can, means we definitely we don't can, need a second lockdown we, then? We can. We cannot be complacent, though, uh, I have to say, Julia. Uh, infections are still on the rise in most parts of the country, although, say, in the southwest or in the east of England, it's a lot lower rise than we've seen the real escalation in places like Liverpool City region. And that is why it is Liverpool in particular where we're having the tier three intervention. Uh, But if the local mayor thinks he needs even more uh, interventions, then that is absolutely open for him to discuss that with government um, so he can get the powers to enforce what it is that we can do together in order to try and make sure we tackle the suppression of uh, the spread of this virus. And what do you make of those scenes in Liverpool of people partying away, uh, shouting, you know, is the, you know, this is a, uh, you know, a last night for partying and, and there's a coronavirus party. What, what do you make of those scenes? Well, I grew up in Liverpool and it's a great city and I'm very saddened by the selfish behaviour of a few thousand people. Uh, you know, I'm conscious that doesn't represent the whole of Liverpool, but nevertheless, I would like to make sure, uh, and I'm sure that the mayor will be wanting uh, that the this sort of activity simply has to stop. Uh, the enforcements have to happen. And frankly, you know, those people have been completely selfish and putting the most vulnerable at risk. OK, must ask also about uh, the million pensioners that you're hoping will uh, benefit from a winter bill discount, uh, a winter windfall of £140 off fuel bills for pensioners. Um, uh, this is coming in, obviously, at a very crucial time when people are basically going to be trapped into their homes. Is, is that going to cover the cost of their extra fuel costs? 
Well, the warm home discount scheme is available particularly to uh, pensioners who get pension credit, uh, but also to some other people who uh, have certain kinds of benefits. I think what's really good, uh, Julia, is that I'm pleased my departments work with the energy companies so that instead of these uh, pensioners having to pick up the phone, try and find this discount, apply for it, it's happened automatically. Uh, there are about another 220,000 pensioners who could get the discount as well. And I want to encourage them to phone 0800 731 0214 so they can actually also get that £140 off their energy bill this uh, winter as well. Online, on DAB and on the Talk Radio app. Talk Radio. Across the UK, online, on DAB and on your smart speaker. Talk Radio. But let's talk to uh, Labour MP Graham Stringer, who's MP for Blakely and Broughton uh, in Manchester region, uh, who joins us right now and who's very much, Graham, among, among those opposed uh, to having a circuit breaker lockdown. Graham, thanks for coming on the show. Why do you think this is a bad idea? Well, it hasn't worked in the past. It's not going to solve the problem. It will certainly reduce the number of uh, people who are falling ill for a short period of time. And then it will rise again. We need to learn how to live with this disease and to protect as many people as possible. And that requires local test and trace and protecting uh, the most vulnerable people. This just kicks the can down the road. It is also just a focus on the number of people who will die who are infected uh, with COVID. What it doesn't count, which has been uh, the case right from the beginning of this, it doesn't count the number of people who will die from cancer and other diseases who aren't treated yeah. while the lockdown uh, is on. And, and we no know there are 25,000 excess deaths at home this year, non-COVID excess deaths, and the prediction is more than 70,000 over five years as a direct result of the lockdown we've already had because of people not getting referrals for cancer treatment uh, and the like and the heart disease and the like. Um, why do you think so many people who, who are desperate to stop every single death from COVID, as we all are, who doesn't want to do that? Why do you think they don't seem to care so much about all the 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 the, the, the continue the 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 knock the fallout of that and the extra deaths from other things why, why are people so focused on covid deaths and not deaths from anything else just before i answer that the, the figures i've seen which are government figures are considerably higher than the figures you've uh, just put out in terms of people dying either from poverty depression mm. or other other diseases yeah. people have become blinkered i think just focused on covid there is also uh, political fear in the government that if this gets completely out of control, they will be blamed. So they're bouncing about making arbitrary decisions. The front pages of the newspapers, your show, television are all focused on COVID. It's very easy for uh, government ministers to focus on that. But the wiser, more honest thing to do is say people are going to die three ways from this. Let's look at all three areas and try to get those uh, death figures down as much as we possibly can. We're not doing that. 
lockdowns actually increase the number of people who will die uh, from other diseases. When people criticise the idea of second lockdown, circuit break, again, that's what a circuit breaker is, and it ain't going to be for two or three weeks. We were told three weeks first up, and, and I don't think uh, uh, many of us uh, uh, thought that was going to just be that length of time. Um, we, we, we're told that if you criticise that, then you're basically you know, killing a granny. You're basically um, saying you don't care about the elderly and the vulnerable who die. Now, obviously, you and I do care about those people. What do you think should be done differently then? What would be your alternative? I think it's extraordinarily uh, extraordinary for the government to talk about Cohen and Grant when the decisions they took right at the start of the last yeah. lockdown killed between 16 and 20,000 people. That's just true. I, I, I'm going to repeat myself. I think that we have to live with this uh, disease and we have to have local environmental health teams who are effective. Where they're working and where they're resourced, they're, they're finding 98% of infected people and their contacts. That's the only way of bringing this disease under some sort of control. Actually, what we're seeing now, and it often isn't said this way, is the failure of the centralised uh, government system the failure of the last lockdown and the failure of the central uh, tracking and tracing system. The trouble is, of course, uh, for the government, is that, as you say, they end up getting blamed no matter what happens. They will ultimately be blamed for every COVID death, every non-COVID death, every job lost, every home lost, every every business that collapsed. Um, it, it is, as is the case for any opposition, it's almost a free pass. They can call for more measures or fewer measures, whatever it is. They're not going to have to live with the consequences politically. Well, to be fair to Keir Starmer, he's not done that. He has gone along with the government for too long. I, I think it was right to go along with the government at the start of this, when there was less known. And I think Keir has stayed with the government for much too long. But you mentioned money and job losses. The amount of money that is being spent is extraordinary. My party isn't in government, but hopefully we will be sometime in the future. And there will be no money left at all. We've spent uh, in six months... One an extra one and a half times as much as we normally spend on the health service. I mean, one fights for an extra billion here or a billion there normally for the, the health service, but we've just more than double the amount of uh, spending in that area. And that's going to have to be paid for sometime. At the moment, it's not hurting because interest rates are so low. But, but if they go up by fourfold, then we're in real trouble. Online on DAB and on the Talk Radio app. Talk Radio. Well, it's very easy for everyone to say, oh, more lockdown, more lockdown, oh, no lockdown, without actually living with any repercussions. But actually, we do know, do we not, that uh, actually an awful lot of people do deal with all the repercussions. Well, one MP who's decided he's had enough is uh, Bolton Western Atherton MP, uh, Conservative Chris Green. Yesterday, he resigned as a ministerial aide in protest at Boris Johnson's lockdown policy, saying the lockdown in Bolton had clearly not worked. He wrote in a letter to the Prime Minister, I believe that the cure is worse than the disease. I am delighted to welcome Chris Green to the show right now. Good morning to you. Morning, Julia. Morning. I have to say, I'm very impressed because this isn't the, the, the first time you've resigned in principle. You also resigned over Theresa May's uh, checkers deal as well because you said that you know it wasn't a proper Brexit that had been uh, promised. So all, all credit to you. I don't think this uh, uh, this sort of uh, principles will, will make for a very long and successful political career, Chris Green, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very impressed and I'm sure my listeners are as well. Why did you feel you had to resign from, uh, well, I suppose, the lowest rung of a government job, this, but why did you feel that you couldn't stay on as part of the government? 
Well, Bolton's had the uh, most extreme form of uh, Brexit in England, and I can see the impact it's having. I can also see uh, not just the impact on businesses and that part of society, it's the impact on people's physical and mental health. And in Bolton, there were 20,000 during, comparing this year to last year during the COVID period, uh, 20,000 fewer GP referrals to hospitals. Uh, this is serious medical treatment that isn't happening. And I just think it's that point of the cure being worse than disease, that the governments are on a track, the government are determined uh, to do what they're doing, but it's not successful. We can see it hasn't been successful. Uh, they need to change. And even though I'm, I, I was in a very junior position, if they're not listening to conversations I'm having behind the scenes, then I've got to have those conversations more publicly. Um, this is the concern, isn't it? That, that, that there, there is an element where people are not listening to this. We've seen the polls. We just discussed them with Ian Duncan Smith, your fellow uh, Tory backbencher now. Um, the, the, the polls seem to suggest that the government's, that the policies, uh, all more and more stricture restrictions are very much supported by the public. Is that what your mailbag as an MP suggests there? No, uh, uh, completely. Um, that's completely out of touch with uh, my valve bag. And, it, and it's one of those things, it's uh, that yes minister thing about conscription. Uh, do you want loads of trained killers on the streets or do you want a load of uh, focused, disciplined uh, young men and women? Well, you can, you can fix um, opinion polls in that way to get the answer you want. My mailbag is completely different. The overwhelming support from my constituents, I, I, I'm startled that so few are actually opposing uh, the stance I'm taking on this. And it's not, it's really not what I expected uh, to begin with. I thought it was going to be far more mixed, far more people saying, you've got to protect us, you're doing the wrong thing. Uh, and I also think that Bolton has gone through a particularly bad time. And as the tier two, tier three, Chris Whitty's tier four plus uh, lockdown has rolled out around the country and you have a circuit breaker, I don't know, uh, the first circuit breaker for three months didn't work. That was through really good weather, really pleasant. And so people to some extent could enjoy the lockdown. We do it a second time, we do it a third time, perhaps even a fourth time. I don't think people are going to keep with the programme and are going to respect the lockdown. And uh, the opinion polls, I think, will start reflecting that pretty sharply. Across the UK, online, on DAB and on your smart speaker, Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.